0: The one thing MIT uh, has taught me is there's always someone smarter than you. (laughs) And so uh, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. If someone else knows how to do it, teach me. You teach me and I will give you back whatever I can. Knowing that you're not alone, reaching out, asking for help. That was the one thing my mom taught me is never be afraid to ask for help because if you don't ask, you don't get. And the worst that can happen is someone can say no. But if you didn't ask, you're never gonna
1: get. Welcome to SheEo.world, a podcast about redesigning the world. I'm your host, Vicki Saunders. In each episode, you'll hear from SheEo venture founders, women who are working on the world's to-do list. These innovative business leaders are solving some of the major challenges of our times. Please sit back and be prepared to be inspired.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Sophia Yen, CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health, a CEO venture.
1: So glad to have you here.
0: So nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I usually start with this question. Did you always plan to create a birth control company?
0: No, that was not on my uh, trajectory of life. I was watching the 2020 graduation online. I don't know if you participated in that yesterday. And they were saying some people know from fourth grade on what they're going to be in this world. And for those people... Yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk to you. The rest of us, it took us a while to find where we're going. And I was one of those people. I've always wanted to be a physician since fourth grade, wanting to help people, combining science with it's helping people. Each person is a different story. And I want to help maximize that person's potential in this world, in this life. And so I was giving a talk to a bunch of doctors. Why don't those pesky women take their birth control? And one of the top reasons it came up was they didn't have it in their hand. And my friend and I were like, whoa, we can solve this. We will just ship it to women and keep shipping it to them until they tell us to stop. However, Yeah. When we ran ads for free birth control delivery, 60% of the people in the United States, because different countries have different laws, didn't know that they needed a prescription. And I'm a doctor. I can write prescriptions. So thus Pandia Health was born, the end-to-end solution for birth control. If you have a prescription, good, we'll just deliver it to you. If you need a doctor's visit to take care of that, Okay, we'll deal with that. And we invented a different form of telemedicine. A lot of telemedicine is video or phone. Ours is a questionnaire because one, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has said birth control is safe. It should go over the counter. And if you give women these 20 questions and ask for self-reported blood pressure, it's good to go. And then two, Confidentiality. You could imagine during COVID or during the gig economy, if you're at Starbucks or in your little cubicle and I'm asking, is there any possible way you could be pregnant? And you're like, no, there's no way I could be pregnant. I'm sorry, could you say that a little louder? Because I can't hear you. No, there's no way I can be pregnant. I haven't had sex for six months. Oh, goodness. You just told the entire Starbucks or your home or wherever you're working at that information. Research has shown that people are more able to disclose confidential stuff by questionnaire. It's just a little thing the computer's asking you, and you just answer it. And so that is what's different about our form of telemedicine is confidentiality. And that is one of our key tenets, cutting-edge, evidence-based care, convenience, 24-7, whenever is convenient for you, and then also wherever you have internet and then confidentiality both with how we get your information and also it's nobody's business. I do hope for the day that women can proudly be like I use Pandia Health, I got my birth control under control, but until that time that we are that liberal, we provide our discreet packets. But someday we will ask you, do you want your package confident or confidential?
1: <laughs> nice, awesome. How big of a problem is this? How hard is it to solve this? First of all, like how did you sort of bump into this idea given all of the you know practice that you have did you as a doctor how did you bump into it yeah
0: we surveyed women, and we found out that the number one reason they didn't have their birth controls they didn't have time to go to the pharmacy. And in different countries, different insurances, different states, the insurance has different levels of evilness. So for us here in the United States, some insurance companies will only give you an exact week to go to your pharmacy. And so let's imagine you have time on Saturday and Sunday but that week doesn't start until Monday and you go to the pharmacy on Sunday and you're like, I have to work. I don't have time to come back next weekend. I need it now. I'm sorry. The insurance company won't pay for it. Either you pay out of your pocket and you try to work it out or you don't get your medicine. And so that is the beauty of Pandia health is we know that seven days and we exactly hit that seven days, set it and forget it. Let Pandia worry. So you don't have to, And then we advocate for our patients. We try to get them three months, a year supply at a time, both on the policy level, but just simply knowing that we can prescribe it that way. As a doctor, I didn't know that when I wrote dispense one, refill times 11, that I had chained my patient to the pharmacy because the pharmacy cannot expand that prescription. They can only constrict it. So by educating physicians, hey, write dispense a year supply, and if the insurance doesn't cover that, the pharmacy can constrict it. But by writing dispense one, refill times 11, you've chained that patient to that pharmacy. It's all of these little things. And because we are the only women-founded, women-led, the only doctor-led company in this space, I know what the doctors don't know. I know what we need to educate the doctors about. And as a woman, I love to say, I live, breathe, eat, and prescribe birth control. I've gone through this pain actually coined it pill anxiety, the fear of running out. So you imagine that pack of pills and you get to that last week. And if you don't get to the pharmacy by that last day, there will be a dire consequence. And women have suffered this pill anxiety every month for 20 to 40 years of their lives. I have personally suffered it for a huge portion of my life. And so that's why I know how much of a hair on fire moment is. Investors are always looking for something that is a hair on fire, not an optional. And this is not an optional for a ton of those of us with uteri in this world. In the United States, it's 10.7 million women currently use the pill, the patch, the ring. But it's estimated another 70% would use it if made easily available. We bring birth control to wherever you have internet and a mailbox. Doesn't get easier than that. It's even better than going to the pharmacy.
1: That's amazing. And so, how do people find you? Yeah.
0: So we hope that you are finding out about us through your women's networks, your nonprofits, organic, you know, as we call it in the business. The way we are reaching out is through paid ads, social media ads, Facebook, Google AdWords, Insta, but we're also reaching out through our women's networks. That is the advantage that we have being women founded, women led, that I've been in the reproductive rights movement, women's rights movement for 20 plus years. So I know the head of the Feminist Majority Foundation I know the head of Planned Parenthood, NARAL, any women's organizations in the United States. They're my friends. And so when I go to them and I say, hey, can you tell others about the only women-founded, women-led, the only doctor-led company, and we are here to provide great care. I've taken the Hippocratic Oath. Very few other CEOs have, which is do no harm for the sake of women and better women's care, better women's health, choose the one that is women-founded, women-led. Choose the one that is doctor-led and where the CEO has taken the Hippocratic Oath. But also, we can partner with these nonprofits. You refer people to us, we're happy to write you a referral check because it's a win-win. You know, I'd rather much pay the nonprofit a donation as a thank you than to give it to Facebook, Instagram, or Google.
1: Yeah. Hallelujah on that one. Absolutely. So what are some of the challenges that you see in this space? I mean, it's such a crazy time with healthcare and women in the U.S. and just, it feels like things are sliding backwards in so many ways. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing in your space?
0: I'm realizing that it is important that the politics stay up to date with the technology. So it hasn't stayed up to date. And there's some weird stuff going on in some states where they don't allow our form of telemedicine. It's one thing if you don't want to cover it for your insurance, but it's another thing to not allow it. And so there's specifically Hawaii, Arizona, and Louisiana, and I got to look into a couple more that don't allow a prescription unless you've personally seen the patient in person or you do a video or you do a phone. And as we mentioned, video and phone are a hindrance and an extra cost and a barrier. And if the other 47 states can do it without that, why are you different? Why are you withholding important care? to women. So that's one example. The other example in the United States, and I don't know if it applies in Canada, is that a physician has to be board certified, not board certified, but licensed in every single state, 50 different states. And you have to get fingerprinted. You have to pay money every single year. You have to fill out these papers. I want your scores from 25 years ago. It's just ridiculous. And I think it's because in the old days, we wanted to restrict doctors from other places, kind of monopoly situation but now with COVID, now with telemedicine, we need to let that go. I took a test to be a physician in the United States, not just for California. And medicine should be practiced the same in every single state. And you shouldn't be a second-class citizen because you live in Arizona, Hawaii, or Louisiana. Or you should have access to specialists that are birth control, that's what we are at Pandia Health, birth control expert physicians. I've personally written 2,000 birth control prescriptions in the past two years and learned from that. Here are the different side effects. I can share that knowledge with more people if you allow me, but if you're going to make me apply for all 50 states licenses, then some states aren't going to get it, right? The states that have a lower population, we are going to go to later because it costs the same amount of money to open up something in Texas as it does in Alaska. And so if you have a barrier, I'm going to Alaska last, but Alaska might need us now. And if you took away that barrier, we would go there.
1: Are you certified in all states or-
0: We can deliver birth control in all 50 states because the pharmacy laws have allowed it a little easier, but even that I think needs some work there. But on the physician side, we can currently do California, Florida, and Texas, and we're working on other states as we get more funding. The other kind of thing I want to just put out there is funding. As you know from CEO, that women get far less funding than men. And it is sad that as the only doctor-founded and led company in this space, that you know, I've seen my male MBA dudes who just graduated college just have money rain down from the sky, and with lower numbers than I did. But I was always wondering in the back of my mind if I sent my husband, you know, Asian American MIT grad, ex Apple, to go get money, it probably rained from the sky. But for women, it's so much harder. So it's so important to have networks like CEO, like Springboard Enterprise, and other women funding groups. But also, we have a lot of male allies. And that is the beautiful thing. I'm mainly funded by male VC, but a ton of little angels and absolutely CEO. We just need to look at who would best serve this. And I will absolutely make money, but I will not make it pushing second rate goods, which is what I'm seeing some of my competitors do. And that's the difference between a doctor-led company and a non-doctor-led. Is because I'm also academic, I have these little med students and residents and people going, Dr. Yen, why are you doing that? The latest paper says this. And so our patients will always get cutting-edge evidence-based care. I cannot say that for the rest and that is my warning to all of you that telemedicine is fine if it's with your current doctor because you chose your current doctor and you like your current doctor. But if you are just randomly choosing, make sure that it's a good company, make sure that they list the first and the last name of the doctor. If they don't list any doctors, a little sketch if they don't put the first and last name again why and then we proudly list all the credentials of our physicians because we are proud of our expert doctors and their passion to make women's lives better and I can't say the same for many of others
1: (laughs) and are you going to stay in this space exclusively or do you see yourself stepping into other elements of healthcare online
0: yeah, so Pandia Health, we purposely chose the name. Pandia is the Greek goddess of healing, light, full moon. And I also made up the definition, I think it's fate. Pan is every, dia is day. We got you covered every day. Set it and forget it. Let us worry so you don't have to. And so we are building the brand that women trust with their health. Again, as the only women found and women led, the only doctor led, we feel we can claim that and do good by women. So we're starting with birth control, but we're going to grow with women as they grow. And all of my friends want to do menopause and wrinkle cream. And that is a place that we are going to very quickly. And then acne is very easy for me to handle as well. And then as a woman, as a doctor, products just come to me. When women come to me and like, oh, I have a yeast infection and I have to put this nasty cream up my vagina three times a day. And I was like, ah, that's nasty. As a physician, I can just write you a pill done let's bring that to all women so you don't have to do this but you can do this instead which is what i would do that's our company i treat you the same way i would want to be treated the same way i would want my daughters to be treated and again do no harm do not push things that people don't need and give people the best possible care so with pandia health you can trust us I can't say the same for others.
1: right? <laughs> what are some of the things that have really helped you get your business off the ground and growing? Are there people, are there things that you would share with others who are working to grow their business and get it off the ground?
0: Yes, I think it's really important to build your supporters. And that is what CEO has been to me, you know, radical generosity, women helping women, and as well as having a cohort, of other people at the same level. So you can complain to each other and help each other. Like I need a UI UX. Oh, I have one. I need somebody who does Google AdWords. I have one. And to get help from equals, but to get people who've gone before you and learn from them and have them guide you. And then always reach back, send the elevator back for the next person as well. Knowing that you're not alone reaching out, asking for help. That was the one thing my mom taught me is never be afraid to ask for help. Because if you don't ask, you don't get. And the worst that can happen is someone can say no. But if you didn't ask, you're never going to get. So I'm asking.
1: Yeah. It's amazing that your mom taught you that because that's one of the biggest barriers that we see is that we've mostly been conditioned not to ask and to stay quite alone. And so have you? you've always done that?
0: I can't ask for help when I don't know what I don't know, but I am willing to ask for help. The one thing MIT uh, has taught me is there's always someone smarter than you. (laughs) And so uh, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. If someone else knows how to do it, teach me. You teach me and I will give you back whatever I can. So whenever somebody gives me something, I'm like, anytime you want free medical advice, I'm here for you. Or, you know, random parenting advice or, startup advice or you know, how to work with uh, other women helping each other, but also just like-minded people, um, not just women. StartX at Stanford has been an amazing group. They take no money and 10% of people that apply to it don't have to be Stanford affiliated. It's all free and it's just founders helping each other. CEO has just been this group of women's sisterhood both from all the investors that have contributed to helping us companies as well as the companies helping each other.
1: Did you ever have a a coach or a guide before getting into the CEO program? And has that been, has that been helpful? I've never had a coach before. Uh, My husband and I talked about it. People
0: always talk about, you know, having a mentor. And I think it's hard as a person who comes from a different field or a person who comes from a different background and why should all the people of the same background mentor you or we just need, you know, it is hard to ask. And it's so much easier when someone says, I want to help you. I'm going to bring you along. And that actually I do need to thank one of my springboard enterprise uh, CEOs. She was like, I like you, I'm going to get you funded. And I, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Many have said that many have failed, you know, but I didn't say that. I was like, great. And she got me my major funder. And it wasn't me asking her. It was her sending the elevator back to me. So thankful for that. And EO includes, as you know, as part of their package, mentoring and coaching. And that, I think, is really important, is having someone with experience and someone reflecting back on you so you can find your deficiencies and work on them. And you can get the support that
1: you need working the network. I've had a coach for a long, long time and it's such, it's quite lonely as a founder. It's hard to find people to actually talk about what you're going through unless you have other founders in that circle, but to have someone to be accountable to, I found has been really useful. So that's interesting that that's been helpful to you. As you sort of look out over the next decade around healthcare in the U.S., how do you feel about the space? Great opportunities? It's going to get harder, easier? Like, what does it look like for you?
0: I think that this is only the beginning. As a physician, I've always been skeptical of telemedicine, and I do think we still need to remain skeptical that we need someone to come in and audit for quality. But my main skepticism is, is telemedicine the best format for this particular problem? And for birth control, yes. For acne, yes. For wrinkle cream, yes. For menopause, yes. But if I need to listen to your heart, your lungs, look in your throat, check your blood pressure, your temperature, your heart rate, or your weight, and I don't have that technology and you don't have that technology at your home, that is not the best platform. But that technology is coming. As we all know, the, you know, the iWatch can monitor your heart rate and your EKG and stuff. We just need to add blood pressure, temperature, and oxygenation. It totally can do oxygenation. Someone just needs to get that done. And then we all need scales at home and other, you know, listening to your heart and lungs, that's going to be harder. Looking to your throat, looking into your ears, that's going to be harder. But this is just the beginning. And Pandia Health Is here with the infrastructure ready to add on, ready to grow with the right investors, right? With the right support. This is the beginning of the future, and I can't wait for the tricorder. And (laughs) it's, you know, as a geek, as an MIT person, tricorder all the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it's quite exciting to imagine what a future of a lot more online medicine. I'm wearing a whoop right now. I've tried all kinds of things. I love like early adopting on all this tech quantified self yes. measurement of things. It's so fascinating to get the data back to us and to make things easier.
0: And that's part of it too. At Pendia Health, because we're the only academic physician-led company, I'm about research and data and using that to improve women's lives. So we're looking at, does a birth control pill vary in its side effects by ethnicity? Does it vary in its effects and breakthrough bleeding and acne and hairiness? And so we're allowing our patients to self-report their ethnicity and try to tie that with what drug they're on, tie that with what side effects they are. So when you come to our platform, we go, oh, and then we give you the best thing with the least amount of side effects possible. And in the future, when everybody gets their genome sequence, then we can do it by genetics. If you have this sequence then this is the birth control pill for you. And they're already doing that with mental health drugs. So birth control may be the next because no one's paying for research in birth control because the profit margins aren't so great. But if we have the data there, why not make a better experience for our customers?
1: The personalization is really exciting that we can get to. Well, I just want to thank you very much for uh, first of all, joining this podcast. And secondly, I'm so excited that Activator's voted for you as a new CEO venture in the US. And we're thrilled to be supporting you. And so how can people find you? You can
0: find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pandia Health, P-A-N-D-I-A, health dot com. I also want to put a plug out there. We have pandiahealth.com forward slash periods optional. If anybody is bleeding one week out of four out of your uterus, I'm going to rock your world. If you go to pandiahealth.com and watch my TEDx talk on the bottom, it talks about the science and safety of having fewer periods and how that will help lift all those people with uteruses to increase productivity at work and at school.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the sheeo.world podcast. If this conversation resonated with you, please share it with a friend and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like more information about sheeo, please visit us at That's sheeo.world. That's sheE dot